from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The succession plans for these college basketball programs here locally. Hubert Davis following from Roy Williams, who, though a couple coaches removed from Dean Smith, John Shire, the succession plan for Duke and Coach K. Well, we talked about how these rosters are being built mm-hmm. for these programs. We actually have some breaking news. Yeah, never a dull day. It's for the UNC basketball fans out there. Fair with the sounder play Really here. for everybody. Yeah, never a dull day covering North Carolina sports because it's Elliot Cadeau reclassifies to come in, five-star point guard from the class of 2024. Yes. Everyone's all excited about that. Boosts this year's recruiting class up to number 13 in the nation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about to fall down because breaking news, 24-7 sports reporting, guard Simeon Wiltshire in the 2023 class is asking for out of his national letter of intent. He doesn't want to come to Carolina anymore. What, about a week before these guys are supposed to report to campus? So this must go hand in hand here with the Cadeau signing where he's like, all right, Cadeau's coming in. This guy's a five-star. He's the point guard. He's coming in because he's going to play. Where am I going to play? They've got Cormac Ryan. They've got R.J. Davis. Where's my playing time? So it's understandable. It fits the narrative that we have in college basketball, but it's just more adversity, more smoke to the fire of what's going on with how Hubert Davis is running things behind the scenes. So, yeah, Simeon Wilcher, as you mentioned, has requested to be released from his national letter of intent. He also had offers from UConn, Nebraska, DePaul, Auburn, Iowa, Kansas, among others. He, according to 247, 24-7 Sports, a four-star, as you mentioned, ranked number 34 nationally and the number seven combo guard in this class. So, yeah, uh, some guys might look and see, well, yeah, if he's coming in, he being Elliot Cadeau, well, that's going to cut into my playing time. Uh, and obviously, R.J. Davis is already there. So, and R.J. Davis still has two years left of eligibility. So, how does that work out? I don't know. This is one of the things that I think John Shire is doing well at Duke so far in these successions, mm-hmm. and Hubert Davis has not. Shire created the culture last year where it wasn't about individuals. That's what has worked well the year prior with the star-studded Palo Bancaro team. It's what's worked well this whole era of the one-and-dones for Duke, yeah. where they bring these guys in every single year, the best players in the country, and they find a way for them to buy into the group that if we are successful together, we will all get to where we want to go, which is Final Four and ultimately the NBA. And what Hubert Davis seems to be struggling to establish right now is that kind of a culture mm-hmm. at UNC where, hey, you come in here, you're going to have to earn your spot. You come in here, it's not about how much you play, it's how well you play and how high we rise when you're here. And last year's team seemed like a lot of individuals. And uh, I'm not criticizing Wiltshire for backing out. I mean, he's got every right in the world to go where yeah, play where I, he wants to play. Yeah. But it's up to Hubert Davis to find a way to create a culture where he still wants to come in and compete. And that doesn't seem to be happening right now. A lot of questions coming forward for UNC again. Uh, four-star guard Simeon Wilcher, who is supposed to be part of this 2023 class, has requested to be released from his national letter of intent. If he gets that release, he can go play for anybody. But if he doesn't get assigned that release, he'll have to sit out this upcoming season um, and using and basically redshirt this upcoming year before going into the transfer portal. So that is the situation with UNC. Simeon Wilcher, again, that's just news that broke uh, not too long ago. Yeah. All right, it's 4 o'clock. 
Let's do our four of a kind. Four of a kind, Pat, today. Mergers slash unions that we have loved or appreciated and we've loved to see. I'll let you start this one off. What's your first one on your list? Yeah, this is in lieu of the huge breaking news, right, of the PGA Tour and Liv and yes, the European the big story Tour all the coming together on Wonder Umbrella. We're having a little fun with this topic. That one's a little heavier, but how about Disney and Pixar? Pixar. Oh, that's a great merger. Disney animation getting a little stale at that one point in time. Pixar running hot. They bring them in. All of a sudden, they got all that IP. You've got all these great stories, the best storytellers in the world, the Toy Story people, Yo. the Bugs Life. Yes. Up. It goes on and on yes. and on. It recharges the brand. Huge merger. Now Pixar is probably like, hey, we don't need you anymore, which I think is kind of where they're at. But that's uh -huh. a different topic for a different time. Well, keep getting that Disney money if you can. My first, first one on my list, it's ironically, I'm wearing a Dunder Mifflin shirt today, and I put this on before I knew about the Live PGA merger, but the Dunder Mifflin Michael Scott Paper Company, when Dunder Mifflin bought Michael Scott Paper Company in the office, that was the merger we all needed to see. That was the buyout we all needed. He upended the market. Great disruption. He and did. what happens when you create disruption? Ultimately, things all end up all back together with a new, more efficient marketplace. Maybe that's what we're getting uh, in this new Live PGA venture, but we certainly got it with Michael Scott. Yes, and we Dunder did. Mifflin. We got it in the Michael Scott paper company. My second one on my list, by the way, Pat Welter, you're talking about like mergers and we see all these different brands coming together. I love a good pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. Yeah. When WCW got bought out, by WWE. We saw ECW also get bought out by WWE. We had the invasion angle, all that kind of stuff. It was wonderful, Pat. Mm -hmm. We had the NWO. The guy very this the NWO with like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash was basically like live golf in the sense of they left WWE for more money with WCW, then all of a sudden things merge back between WCW and WWE. Before you know it, these guys are coming back in, the outsiders, the NWO, all that kind of stuff. Give give, give me some of that. Give, give me that. That's where mergers are fun, right? Pro wrestling. That's like, oh, that's kind of a more fun stuff. avenue I, for it. I can get into a little bit later on about how like Vince McMahon has been ahead of the game on even including taking money from Saudi Arabia. That's right. a tease right there. What's next on yours? Sometimes mergers don't work. No, it's true. Sometimes a sinking ship ties itself to another Titanic, and that's uh -huh. Sears and Kmart. Oh, gosh. At the, uh, the end of the brick and mortar Yo. where Walmart just ate everybody. Oh, Walmart and Target emerged. And that's like it's sad for me as a kid. I used to love going to Toys R Us. Yo, and now I my, love Toys R now Us. Now that's Target. My little kids want to go to Target. Oh man, it's not the same. Remember it's the bike not. row going through yes. the bikes, the video games when you get to pick the little pamphlet off the thing. Well, sometimes you actually get a chance. Like if they still still plugged in, you can play the game. Yeah. in the store, like just whatever it was, like just the demo, Mortal Kombat, yeah. Donkey Kong, Pokemon. Good times, man. It actually. Toys R Us still exists in around the holidays. They actually put them like in sections of Macy's, almost like a pop up Halloween. Basically, store. it's like it's, it's basically <laughs> it's like Spirit Halloween, but inside Macy's. That's it's Toys R Us. Gosh, it really is. All right, what's next on your list? Uh, Gosh, here's a Kmart. Now Throw I'm going to people because sometimes they merge too. Oh, okay. and in this thing we like to call marriage. Oh. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, oh, power couple, boom, set the world on fire. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, sparks flying. This, Jennifer that Aniston. That was actually a fun movie. What a power move by Brad. I mean, he's just like, I mean, was anybody more beloved by women and men than than uh, Jennifer Aniston? You know, she had it all. She was the it girl, and Brad Pitt was like, yeah, but like, this chemistry on this set, though. Angelina Jolie, I mean, she's Tomb Raider. 
And he he's Teflon. She's Laura Croft. He's fine. Nobody oh, cares. Yeah. Men still want to be Brad. Women still love Brad. It does nothing that faces him. He was Achilles in Troy. He was great. All right, next one on my list. I'm actually going to go a full-on true sports one. The NFL-AFL merger, right? Pertinent. Because here's the thing. We always talk about, oh, this player has done – this is the first time we've seen a player do this since the merger. <laughs> that always <laughs> that's, that's, that reference. Today. Today since the merger. The merger. <laughs> Ever that term? Since the merger. So that really all stems from the AFL-NFL merger. Like, oh, this is the most touchdown passes someone's thrown since the merger or whatever it was. So there – there we go. The AFL-NFL merger and the merger slash union that is num- that probably actually really tops my list. The Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, Hulu bundle. Game changer. Game changer. What's last on your list? Another power couple for you. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson and Ariana oh, Grande. God, really? This guy just giving hope to uh, goofy, kind of funny guys like me all over the place, right? And he's leveraged it into, like, a brand now. He dates yeah. Ariana for a while, and then all of a sudden it became, like, a publicist move to date Pete Davidson. Like, Kim Kardashian? Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on for this guy. He's getting, like, the A-list of A-list actresses and uh, just entertainment people because Kim Kardashian isn't really anything other than just famous. But I got to give Pete credit where credit is due, man. The guy's got game. A couple of things that popped up on here on my list that I actually well didn't include on my list, but... The, uh, the Time Warner, like the Warner Brothers Discovery, that big merger mm-hmm. was another big one that popped up on my list as well. I even thought of being, again, a wrestling fan, the AEW Ring of Honor, how they basically have merged. AEW bought Ring of Honor. Uh, so just, you know, me being the wrestling nerd that I am. Uh, also, I love seeing a good crossover. For example, comic books where we've seen Batman team up with the Ninja Turtles. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal stuff. Or how about like when the video games are like Marvel versus DC? Oh, like the DC versus Cap- or the, or Mar- Capcom. Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I, I remember there was the uh, the Injustice video games, which is like the I think it was Midway made them the same people that made Mortal Kombat, but right. Injustice and Injustice Two, which is a DC Comics based video game. But you can play with Mortal Kombat characters and Ninja Turtles. That's a crossover. That's a merger I want. Or actually, it exists, and I love it. It's but, phenomenal. But today, that's the thing with today's merger is it's like rivals coming together. Yes, yeah, so not PGA. complimentary figures. That's what's so strange about it. It's cats and dogs. It's Pepsi and Coke. You know, it's truly a, a monopoly of the sport, uh, and maybe it gives us a better product. Ultimately, I just, it's fascinating how much money is going to be funded into this thing from the Saudis. Where does this end? That's where you kind of wonder. It's like, okay, so here's this thing, right? So Live is a startup. And the reason mm-hmm. it works is because it's funded by billions from the uh, independent, uh, so the Saudi wealth fund, the private, the, the public, public independent Indi- fund. Yes, yeah. PIF. It's funded by them. So the other, like all their startup leagues that just run out of money. The, the whole thing with a startup is you fake it till you make it. Well, most people run out of cash before mm-hmm. they can make it. This one just gets bailed out by the PGA, who compromises all their principles, takes the money. Live comes in, takes their infrastructure, they take over. And here we have a new live PGA Tour hybrid. So what's to stop the Saudis from coming after another one of our sports?
More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. So, Pat Welt of WREL Sports, we got a lot of things to hit and quit. Let's get after it. All right, we'll start off here with the, the breaking news that happened here earlier this afternoon during the show, after we started the show this afternoon. Simeon Wilcher. A four-star recruit to North Carolina, part of this 2023 class. Guys that are set to come on campus in the next coming days. Right. Number 34th ranked nationally player, according to 24-7 sports. Number 7 combo guard, according to 24-7 sports. As requested to be released from his letter of intent from the University of North Carolina. Hard not to see this in light of the news from last week, which was that 2024 point guard, five-star Elliot Cadeau, was reclassifying to come in. All of a sudden, playing time, a little bit more scarce to go around. If you're Simeon Wiltshire, you're looking around, you're saying, maybe I want to take my talents elsewhere. Understandable, but on the head coach to keep everybody happy. That is college basketball's job, coach's job, just as much as anything these days, is managing the egos. Hubert Davis struggled to do that last year on a team with a lot of expectations. Is this just another little smoke around the fire, that there's more issues on that side of the job for Hubert Davis. This is where a lot of people are going to com- continue to point out with Hubert Davis about, again, more guys looking to leave than come in outside of the transfer portal. Because, again, we saw, like, DeMarco Dunn. We've seen guys, uh, Dontres Styles. We've seen a lot of these Caleb other guys. Love. Puff Johnson. Caleb seven Love. guys. Like, seven guys enter the transfer portal. Now we're seeing a decommitment. That definitely is, again, for a lot of UNC fans, throwing up red flags. And this is where a lot of people have been critical of Hubert Davis in this regard. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. God almighty. NC State football. Dave Dorn spoke to the media. Actually, had an exclusive interview, I should say, with the Wolfpacker. And he was asked about, hey, starting quarterback this upcoming season. And he said right now, quote, Right now, Brennan is our starter. Brennan being Brennan Armstrong. Which, for Brennan Armstrong, who's going into the last year of his eligibility, put up fantastic numbers at Virginia during his two seasons where Robert Anai, the now offensive coordinator for NC State, was his offensive coordinator at UVA. He knows the system front and back. Not surprised this guy's at the starter over MJ Morris. Yeah, well, why hide from this, right? This is the thing that a lot of coaches yeah. do is like, oh, it's a quarterback battle, and they make it last into August for no real good reason when you know. I like MJ Morris. I think he's a talented player. I think he's got a lot of upside. 
But this is a team with a lot of question marks. And if you can get a sure thing in this quarterback who threw for 4,500 yards two years ago under Robert and I, that's something you want to lock in. That's something you want to support from the get-go as far as building your offense around, as far as the amount of reps they get in practice. So, sure, could MJ Morris dazzle? Could Brennan Armstrong get hurt? Both those things are possible of happening here. But Brennan Armstrong came here for a reason, and it was to start. This shouldn't be a surprise. I'm not surprised by it at all. Now, there is a possibility that NC State could use this upcoming season to redshirt MJ Morris, and he can still have three years of eligibility after the season. He can't redshirt from last season because he played in too many games. If you play in four or less games, you can redshirt a season, but he played in five, did MJ Morris. Now, again, a lot of that was necessitated from the fact that Devin Leary got hurt, something NC State did not anticipate. But even MJ Morris, again, just 19 years old, just a true freshman last season, you're going to take a guy who only has five career starts, doesn't know the offense, or you're going to take the guy who's about to be a fifth-year player and had his best statistical seasons ever in his career and some of the best numbers put up nationally with a guy who knows the system front and back. And we talk about culture. Talk about culture with UNC of getting guys to want to stay, mm-hmm. to want to buy into something bigger than themselves. So naturally, you think transfer portal now when you hear MJ Morris, but maybe that's an opportunity for Dave Dorn to be like, "Hey, wait your turn. We got something special here. We believe in you. It doesn't have to be this year. It could be next year. We don't know what's going to happen there. That's a personal choice for him. But again, it ties back to the previous story that this is coaching in 2024, 2023. Bring guys in. People come out. How you get them to stay, that's on you as a coach to figure out, and I don't envy you for having to have to deal with that. Uh, There's one of the reasons why I got out of college coaching (laughs) full-time. I can tell you that, Pat Walter. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. I hit it so good. Live Golf, PGA Tour, DP World Tour, they are merging together. They are basically just forming this big old super team. (laughs) Essentially, it's what it is. They're forming a super team. They're the Miami Heat of the early 2010s now is what they're forming. These, These tours... And the, the the Live Tour and the PGA Tour, Pat, had litigation against each other because we saw several players from the PGA Tour leave to go to Live Golf. And then they sued, led by Phil Mickelson, sued the PGA Tour for saying they monopolized the sport. They had influence on media companies and things along those lines. A suit I did not think they would probably win, in all honesty. And... PGA countersued and all that. For it all of a sudden, these two sides that were fighting against each other, pointing fingers, gosh, at every major tournament. What about the live guys versus the PGA guys? Now, all of a sudden, we're one big happy family. From a business standpoint, this makes a lot of sense. It follows a pattern that we see in product development and disruption. Uh, When you get a new product into the marketplace, say in the tech world, for example, Instagram comes along. What does Facebook go do? They just buy Instagram. And, yeah. and add it to their their infrastructure and their product line. And this is similar in that sense, but these aren't products. These are people, and there's literally human rights on the line. So it is complicated from a business standpoint. It is complicated from a political country to country. And just the hypocrisy of it all, when you've had the PGA Tour draw this moral line in the sand, mm-hmm. and then just two short years later, go, actually, you know what? All those things we said about the, the, the value of competition – the value of human rights, not taking dirty money. Actually, you can just come in, have it all. So Jay Monahan, who's the president of the PGA, the Canadian Open is coming up this weekend. And one year ago at the Canadian Open, in a conversation he had with Jim Nance of CBS, 
say, hey, those guys that are looking to go to live, all that kind of stuff, he's basically questioned their morality. And this is what Jay Monahan had to say a year ago. Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Let's talk about sports washing for a second. Yeah. Because that's what he's getting to. That's mm-hmm. the crux of that right there is the Saudis' ties to the terrorist attacks of 9 11. Mm-hmm. Quite possibly the worst day and one of the worst days in this country's history. Yep. This is a government that is an absolute monarchy. And these are things that are documented by U.S. intelligence. Their crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, who controls the public investment fund, which is funding the Live Tour, which yeah. is now funding the new version of the PGA Tour, he ordered the murder of a Washington Post journalist, according to U.S. intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff we are dealing with here. So when you see people throw out kind of blanket terms like human rights violations, these aren't just words. This isn't liberal journalists on Twitter with a bleeding heart. Yeah, These are things that have happened, that are happening in this country. And that's who's now backing the golf that we're going to watch every weekend. Will this problem, the problems aren't going to go away. It's a matter of, will we stop caring about them? And I think that's what PJ Tour, Jay Monahan are backing, are banking on here is to, to tie in the succession theme that we've had for a lot of this show. Quote Rogan Roy, I can't say what he says, but he likes to tell you to beep off. Yeah, bleep And that's kind of what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. If there's a problem... I don't care. I'm going to steamroll through it. Money talks. Money trumps all. It's, you, you said the word, it's hypocrisy. As simple as that. Y'all pointing fingers, and I also pointed at guys like Phil Mickelson, your stooge, because you're like, you're 100% in like anti-PGA, like did all these bad things, all these negative things, whatever it was. They try to control all this kind of stuff, and you jumped ship to go to live. You took the money. That's fine. You want to go do that? Go play over there. I really don't care. But don't sit there and go on Twitter. Like, when you when you were one of the people that sued the PGA, and then now this merger happens, you're like, oh, awesome day. This is great. This is fantastic. No, you were just, you sued them. Or he's laughing all the way to the I'm bank like, today, Exactly. Phil. That's all he's doing. Like, again, he's a stooge for money. Go commit more white-collar crimes. Do, 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 do Go do more insider trading, Phil Mickelson. Don't care. You're a stooge and you're a hypocrite. All right, let's hit. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. So we saw in the NHL last night. We saw the Vegas Golden Knights take a seven-two win over the Florida Panthers. Now they're up two nothing in the Stanley Cup Finals over the Florida Panthers. The Vegas Golden Knights are. Uh, Vegas is when you watch them play. Chris Lee and I talked about this yesterday. When you watch them play, like, oh, they look like Carolina, the Carolina Hurricanes. That is. Except they're scoring. The goals like, are going I was like, in. Why couldn't we do this against Sergey Bobrovsky? When did? Why couldn't he let up seven more goals last night than the Canes scored the entire series? Oh. The entire series. Let that sink in for a second. Oh. I actually ran into a Canes player why? yesterday. 
He's like, I can't watch the Stanley Cup final. I don't blame him. Do not blame him. Don't watch that game. I don't blame him. That's the frustrating thing. This is why I'm on the record saying that the Carolina Hurricanes need to get a top-end finisher. I'm not talking a guy in his mid-30s who's been injury-prone and late in his career and, and Max Pacioretty. I'm talking they need to get a young guy who can put up 100-plus points. The Canes have not had a 100-plus point score since Eric Stahl did it back in 2005, 2006. That's what I'm talking about. Go get that guy. And don't say that the, and some people say, well, well, their system isn't built for it. How often do we talk about the Canes' high-danger scoring chances more than any other team in the NHL, except for maybe the New Jersey Devils? Like, they're constantly one of the tops in the league in terms of generating scoring chances and high-danger scoring chances. And we don't score more? You That's could, the thing. That's the thing that irks me a little bit. I also think, though, I see your argument, but you could also say that this Stanley Cup final proves theirs as well. That every year, Tom Dunnan wants them to be in a constant cycle of sure. competition because he acknowledges the randomness that is the Stanley Cup final. So going all in on a year or sacrificing maybe the integrity of your structure or the kind of the balance of your salary cap for a player like you're talking about isn't necessarily worth it given the randomness of these two teams meeting in the cup final, the eight seed in the Florida Panthers and a Vegas team that's an expansion team from a couple of years ago that's been in now two of these. Yeah. How well, random this sport can seasons. be. And this goalie for Vegas all of a sudden being so hot. But Hurts, as the Canes side of it, though, is that you had Fred, you had the hot goalie this time. Yeah. You had that. Freddie played great. You didn't have that last year. You had maybe some more of the scoring. It's hard to get it to all coalesce at once. You need a little bit of luck. So there's something to putting yourself in a position to be at least in the game every year. They just came up a little bit short. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Damn! Speaking of the NFL, going locally here, minicamp's underway for a lot of teams, and we're actually seeing minicamp underway in Washington and D.C. for the Commanders. Why is that relevant for us? Well, there are a couple local quarterbacks or former local quarterbacks who are competing for the starting quarterback job. Sam Howell, formerly of UNC, a fifth-round pick just a couple years ago, and Jacoby Brissett, formerly of NC State, who's been a bit of a journeyman but has started a lot of games in the NFL. These two guys are going at it in a camp battle, but it looks like this is Sam Howell's job to not only take but lose. I just hope they're putting him in the position to succeed here mm -hmm. and that they aren't looking at this as like, oh, let's just run him out there. And then we're going to draft, ironically, who could be Drake May uh, next year. Talk about successions. But I like Sam Howell. I don't understand how this guy was viewed as a potential number one overall pick, or at least mm -hmm. a first-round pick, entering yep. his final season at UNC. And then, just because, what, they didn't win a lot of games, he fell to the fifth round? Yeah. I don't see a tangible difference between Sam Howell and Kenny Pickett, two guys that played in the ACC mm -hmm. who went toe-to-toe -to -toe in games against each other. Now, Sam Howell lacks height. Uh, I think he picked up some bad habits his final season at UNC, always scrambling, having to not necessarily play within the structures of an offense. But I love the arm. I love the mobility. I love the toughness. I also think maybe his personality rubbed teams the wrong way. Not that he's a bad guy. He's quiet. He's not a guy that's going to come in, own a room with his charisma. That's not his style. He's a lead-by-example kind of guy. But there was never a bad word I heard out of anybody covering that Tar Heels team about Sam Howe, the person. He's the guy that played the bowl game when nobody yeah. else did. He played in that bowl game where everybody quit on the game, but he's out there taking a beating. 
I like this guy. I'm glad he's finally getting a chance. And Washington Commanders actually have some de- decent pieces to put around him on offense. And a new offensive coordinator and Eric Bieniemy to go with that. Here's Rob Rivera on Sam Howell's performance so far during OTAs. Well, we really won't get into where they are until next week. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, I check in with, with Eric and, and, and get his feel for it. And then I check in with uh, Tavita and the other coaches. And, and really get a, a feel for them. I talk to the, to the players as well and see what they're thinking. I mean, you know, this is one of those things that we all got to feel very good and be very comfortable and confident in one another. And um, so asking everybody, you know, what they're seeing, how they're feeling, what do they think, uh, that's important. And, 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 and so we've tried to make sure we're getting, um, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of perspectives on this. So that's Rob Rivera talking about how and Jacoby Brissett and, and Eric being Eric Bieniemy, the new offensive coordinator who just came over from the Kansas City Chiefs. Rivera did have a message to Sam Howell, what he's seen to him throughout training camp. Oh, just continue to do what he's been doing. I mean, he he really has come out and and has really taken uh, the taken to, to to what Eric's trying to you know coach Bieniemy's trying to get across to these guys on how to practice. Um, how to prepare yourself, um, what's expected. That's the other thing that's been really good. And, and just watching him is, has, has been a treat this year because you see that growth. And, and again, you, you, you know, to me, it's all training in the right direction. All right, so that's Rob Rivera. High praise of Sam Howell again. Seems like, Pat, that it's his to lose. Look, he, he came in and he beat Dallas last year, 26-6. to yeah. He looked great in the preseason. Why wasn't he given a chance? He's buried behind Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz. Both those guys are gone. Yeah. And Jacoby Brissett is not in a position in his career to win a job at this point. So, I agree. It is Sam Howe's job to lose. And look at those receivers he's got. Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, who looked great in his rookie year. I I think there's there's something there for sure. It's a very tough division. So, I don't know if their expectations should be high. But I I just want to see him play well. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. What's going on, brother? All right. A couple other NFL notes here to just a quick mention. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, the the Bills Mm -hmm. defensive back. Uh, who we saw go through cardiac arrest on the field on national television last season. He's back at minicamp practicing with uh, in Orchard Park, practicing with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, pretty remarkable to see. Yeah, I mean, she's just listening, remembering back to watching that night, and I was anchoring at WRAL and just all of a sudden, like, texting one of the heads of our station, like, I think this is a really big deal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was the biggest deal, and the whole country rallied around it. It was truly incredible and inspiring. And to see him back speaks to just how football players are built different, as I say. The, yeah. me- the mental toughness to want to go back out there is, is fascinating. Uh, I think that's something that not a lot of people can understand or relate to. This guy almost died playing this game, but that's how much he loves it. He doesn't know anything else, and he's back out there. It's incredible. Also, NFL note, the NFL investigating Indianapolis Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers for pop- possible violation of the league's gambling policy. Uh, the Colts did acknowledge. They say we are aware of the NFL's investigation. Not going to comment any further. Uh, so it appears Rodgers, who was a six-round pick in the final year of his rookie contract, uh, looks like he placed bets. Basically, had like a he had a guy. So basically, like a, a guy, mule. like like a bet, <laughs> like basically, he had a guy making bets for him. But the sportsbook account was open under a name of an associate of Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed period of time, including on Colts games. Now, most of these bets apparently were in the range of 25 to 50 bucks, although there were at least one bet of a four-figure value, which is a pretty hefty bet to make. But still, 
don't bet on your own games. Or don't bet on football. I mean, shoot, if I'm betting if with inside information player. on my own team, why am I not putting thousands down? You've got the information that everybody wants. Exactly. If you're going to break the log, go ahead and Cash run with out it. On it. Uh, 25 bucks, what's the point? Uh, but, you know, I think these are things that probably have been happening in the past more than we ever really realized. It's just now we're shining a light on it because we're legalizing gambling across the country. Everyone wants to find reasons for this not to happen, mm-hmm. for it to go wrong. It's going to happen. It should happen. I am a supporter of gambling. Yeah. I gamble. I use offshore websites and, and legal ventures that are established now. But that'll be so much more easy and more fun to do it when we can. Obviously, these are the downsides. This is the dark side. But I don't think it's a reason to not move forward with this movement. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Bruh. Duke baseball got a massive win, 12-3 over Coastal Carolina yesterday. They're on to the Super Regionals. They're facing UVA, an ACC opponent, where they took two of three games up in Charlottesville earlier this season. We talked to our good friend Chris Edwards earlier this afternoon. If you missed the conversation, you can check it out on the Best of 99.9 The Fan podcast. We talked about he's a, the play-by-play voice for Duke baseball as well as Duke women's basketball. Uh, Shout-out to Coach Pollard and Duke only two North Carolina schools made it to the Super Regional. Only two of eight. Duke, Wake Forest. MJ Metz, man. What MJ a story. Metz. This guy hit four home runs in the Regional. Three in one game. Three of a, them in one game. On a torn ACL. He has a torn ACL. He's a graduate student. This is it for him in terms of his collegiate baseball career. Man, props to that dude. You can see the knee brace on his nef- left knee. Under his under his uh, under his pants, under his uniform. Strong mustache as well. A very strong mustache game. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Duke football. Hell yes, it's Duke football. Uh, real quick, speaking of Duke, former Duke basketball player Kyrie Irving is trying to get LeBron James apparently to come to Dallas. Like, hey, come here and play. Even though I think Kyrie Irving's about to be a free agent, uh, he wants LeBron to try and come to Dallas. Uh, no, that ain't gonna happen. Dallas I can tell makes you that this right now. They make this Hail Mary trade to try to save that team with Luka Doncic, who's one of the best young players in the league. They implode. They tank the end of the year when they could have made the play-in. Is there anybody less or self-aware than Kyrie Irving? This is a guy that wants to live and play in a vacuum where he thinks that he should just be able to play and be left alone, but he doesn't understand that all his money, all his shoe contract, all his fame, all his value in the world comes from his ability to play basketball and the fact that people care to watch it. And he doesn't seem to understand that and how he treats other people and how he goes about his business. And the idea that he thinks LeBron's going to come to him now just speaks more to his lack of awareness in the universe he lives. Yeah, here's the thing is that LeBron's son, Bronny James, is playing college basketball where? Southern Cal. At USC, where it's just in Los Angeles, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah it's where, a big county there. Yeah, it's a big where, area. Where LeBron, market. Yeah, where LeBron plays is – yeah, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's so. he's going to want to be able to, at any moment, be able to fly back home and watch his son play basketball. And I do not blame LeBron one bit for that. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early – so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Alongside Pat Welter, Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. 
Graham Hill producing us today. The, the big story of the day, again, just kind of came out of nowhere. I know I saw it probably about 10.30 this morning or so, Pat, as I was uh, starting to wait in line to um, – to get internet service, uh, I was <laughs> story in, for another time. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was at a. Uh, I'm not going to name the place. I'm sure people can probably uh, figure it out real quickly. Uh, a place that does not have great customer service, and I was trying to set up internet for my new place. I was there for three hours. Three hours. I was not just sitting and waiting for all three hours to talk to somebody. I talked to someone pretty quickly, and it took three hours. Well, I mean, you know, we're all trying to figure out cable and internet over here. Maybe, maybe the Saudis can just come in and fix it. Maybe they, they should. Golf, you, know what? you know what? Maybe they should. Maybe they just, just merge all the big ones. Just one big internet. One big internet. One big internet, because that's what PGA, Live, all that kind of stuff, and DPA Awards are, all those places. All merged together today. They announced the the merger. It's going to take place starting basically in the 2024 season, which is weird that in golf we have seasons. Um, anyway, that's a different conversation. But nonetheless, two sides with the PGA and Live, where there's litigation against each other. Now they're all kumbaya. Like everything's all kosher now. Everything's all good. Everything's gravy. Like we're just we're just gonna coexist. Like you know what you know what it's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's for the kids. We're gonna make this. Yeah, for you know what the kids being the being the players. You know it's for the kids. We're gonna stick together. It's better for them. Well, I think ultimately what happened here is the PGA. Both sides had leverage in the sense that the PGA had the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. The PGA still had the majority of stars. The PGA had the real courses. I mean, some of these places that Liv was playing at, they were at a course in Florida that I've personally played. It is not a good course. No? Not a good course at all. Not worthy of the best players in the world from far as just a visual standpoint, a uh, landscaping perspective. Liv didn't have a TV partner of value. They didn't have the sponsors. They didn't have a competitive structure. That's one of the things we haven't talked about today is just how they changed the competition angle of golf. You know, it was just about the money and about the star power, but that wasn't drawing people to the TV. But what Liv had here in this litigation battle is the money, where they could lock in PGA in court here for potentially years yeah, and drag this thing out and weaken PGA and weaken both sides. And ultimately, a deal was brought to the table here, just like on an episode of Succession, which is the theme, one of the themes of, show, of our show here today, that made sense that they couldn't turn down. And I wonder what they've given up here, because if now they've created a limit liability corporation with a board of directors where you've got people from Live from the Saudi government in as chairman alongside uh, PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour is going to appoint the majority of the board, but how long till Liv's just running the whole thing? But ultimately, these are details that the regular person probably doesn't really even care about. That's also true. A lot of people are like, you know what? I don't care as long as I get to still watch golf. And that's it. Left for a lot yeah. of people, that's all that matters to them. And you know what? That's fine. That is totally fine. I'm not gonna, not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you what your moral compass should be or anything like that. I, my, I was under the mindset of that guys wanted to go play on the live tour, go play on the live tour, like fine, fine, go for it. Just don't lie about what it's like. Harold Varner the third said, "Yeah, I'm going because of the money. The money's too good. You know, I've got my, I know my body's not gonna last 
super long sure. doing this. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going to set myself, my fa- my family up financially down the line. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Got no problem with that. But to some of these other guys, like, well, the PGA Tour is not doing these things, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, just say you went for the money. It's fine. It's okay. You could say that. Um, but the big thing for me is that when you have players who left PGA that were suing the PGA, and then you had the PGA in their countersuit with Liv, Jay Monahan, who a year ago said, Basically, you know, look where the money's coming from, from Saudi Arabia and their public investment fund and all that kind of stuff. You know, the the fact that they backed 9-11, you know, basically like, you know, are you going to apologize? Like, now wait, now you're taking their money too? It's like, you're all hypocrites. It's a bad look. You're all hypocrites. It's just what you all are. You're all hypocrites. I honestly, I'm not a big golf fan. I'm just not. I'm the the casual fan. I will check scores on majors and that's really about it. I couldn't tell you anything about one person's style of play and how this course fits somebody. I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. That's fine. There are other people who, like the guy who sits in this chair before us from noon to three, Adam Gold, massive golf fan, massive golf fan. And you know what? That's his thing. I'm a big lacrosse guy. Okay, we have two different love interests. That's okay. That's totally fine. But my thing is I'm the casual of casual golf fans. But I could look at here and say and point at you guys and go, y'all are hypocrites. Simple as that. You're just hypocrites. Jay Monahan actually was on CNBC earlier today. And you talk about, okay, is the private investment, I'm sorry, the public investment fund, the Saudi Arabia public investment fund, the PIF, are they eventually going to take things over? Well, Monahan was asked about Live Golf essentially having financial control. Listen, a lot of people have been reading about the tension. Um, and that we've talked a lot. Um, and I said previously that we were going down our path, they were going down theirs. And today, that tension goes away. The litigation is dropped. We're announcing to the world that on behalf of this game, we're coming together. And it's, it's less about how people respond today, and it's all about how people respond in 10 years. And when they see the impact that we're having on this game together, there will be a lot of smiles on people's faces, and there'll be a lot more people playing this game all over the world. And if you're a young player that wants to get to the highest level of the game today, you'll be more inspired than you've ever been before. Yeah, I don't buy any of that. That's I'm him. sorry, I don't buy any of that. So, again, that's when Jay Monahan was asked about the financial backing of Liv in terms of the PGA and if they're eventually going to take control, and he just completely sidestepped the question. This all comes down to how much do we care about morality when it comes to our entertainment? Yeah. And this has been something we have had to explore in a lot of different avenues. There was the Me Too movement in Hollywood and finding Mm -hmm. out all these things about your favorite actors, your favorite comedians. I know for me personally, I really enjoyed Louis C.K. What do I do now? Yeah. (laughs) All those kind of dirty jokes that he told have a whole new context. Yeah. Kevin Spacey, we were talking about House of House Cards of the other day. I tried to rewatch season one the other day. Felt a little bit different, some of those creepy things he does in the show when you know about the creepy things he did in real life. So when it's front and center like that and it's one person, it does affect how mm-hmm. you consume your entertainment. But when you're talking about golf and the thing that's dirtying this new venture here is the Saudi government and where its money comes from, the way they treat people in that country, which is documented by the U.S. government that they killed a Washington Post journalist, 
that there are people being max executed in this country where women are subordinate citizens to men, where there are not free speech, where you can't protest. This is a scary place. Yeah. One of the quotes from the, coming out of the whole thing from the beginning was, these people are scary. Two words I can't say on the radio from somebody that knew. So that's kind of what you're dealing with. But when you don't have a face to put to it, I don't think the regular person is going to care. So when Jay Monahan says this isn't about today, it's about 10 years from now, I don't think he's really talking about the little kids out there golfing. That's sports washing. What he's talking about is that in 10 years, no one's going to remember this because like you've pointed out before today, there's money like this filtered all across oh, the sports. Maybe yeah. not in the NFL, but in things like soccer, pro wrestling. This is out there already, and those sports are going on without a hitch. For example, Newcastle United of the Premier League who qualified for the Champions League this year. I think it was like 80% of the shares were acquired by the public investment fund. So it's in the Premier League. We see it as it was at uh, Ramco. I believe it's the Saudi Arabia uh, oil company. Aramco, sorry. They have been big-time sponsors in the LPGA Tour. So that's all Saudi Arabia-backed company as well. So it's all over the place. It's there whether you know it or not. Slippery slope is uh, is the mm-hmm. term they like to call this. So I wonder where it goes next. Where does this money go next? If they've gone into these sports, now they've got an entire sports league that is now a limited liability corporation. Mm-hmm. They are disrupting the structure of sports, yep. and I wonder where it ends. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about. Every day of the year, primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 